Okay, so this is going to be a very different episode than ever. Um, most episodes won't be quite this deeply personal. Um, you may notice some audio issues. That's because I'm recording on a cell phone. I mentioned that throughout, that I'd like to um, have the podcast sort of sort of help me get a, uh, a nice setup here, at least moderately nice, with a pop filter and a, and a decent microphone, um, you know, just listen, listen through, and, you know, I think that I, I can do more um, polished stuff, but I, I think that this is what you're coming for as well, sort of a get to know me, and so I definitely discuss a lot of personal issues here, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, and if you have anything to add or offer, you know, hit me up. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in yet again. I have to say, um, now that I have the ability to, you know, easily track it, I'm quite surprised at the number of people that are, you know, wanting to listen to my, uh, very up close and personal podcast. That said, um... This episode is brought to you by CoinChase, uh, tiny.cc forward slash CoinChase, C-O-I-N-C-H-A-S-E. They don't officially sponsor it, but I'm using a referral program through this platform. It's an exciting investment uh, platform, if you ask me, because they give you 20 bucks to start. And if you use that link, you'll get uh, $20 to just try it out. You get it in Ethereum. You can invest it in a token that's launched on the platform. And if you win, you win. If you lose, you don't lose. If that's all you invest, you know. I can't testify to the uh, quality of the tokens being launched on the platform just yet. But, you know, for now, if you want to help me out, uh, without any effort at all, just go to tiny.cc forward slash coinchase, uh, register and verify your account with your identity information in order to be eligible for withdrawals and deposits. And um, But regardless if you do that, I get some, oh, technically it's a random reward right now. Um, so I have no idea what I actually get out of the deal. But I think that more people should know about this platform because it's willing to give you some money to start with. Kind of like Coinbase used to do, where they would give people $5 in Bitcoin for signing up. And, you know, depending on how far back you did that, if you just held that $5 in Bitcoin, you'd have hundreds of dollars these days. Um, well, let's think. When Bitcoin was $100 and they were giving out five dollars then they were giving out 0.05 which today would be uh, around two two thousand dollars i think or no that's not quite right it's not right at all two hundred dollars probably let's check this Woo! bitcoin is going short man 3701 at the time of recording yeah, so $185. So for the cost of signing up for an account, someone 
from the $100 days has, you know, ridiculous, ridiculous turnover if they just held the coin. Um, which is uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today is, you know, what happens when you hold coins improperly, like my case. Or um, before I get to that, though, because that's just kind of leading up to... Uh, in this episode, I will ask for your support. Um, and I, if you're out there and you're listening to me, there's a high probability that I've helped you make money in the past. And um, there's definitely a willingness within me to help you do that in the future. Now, I don't want to get off on that tangent just yet. I made no notes or anything. I couldn't sleep. It's 2.13 in the morning on Sunday morning. And, um, yeah, I'm all by myself here in my house. Um, about five or six days ago, my wife, soon to be ex-wife now, uh, well, she, she stole my vehicle and she took off. Um, she didn't take any money. She could have. There was, there was money to be taken. She didn't take any clothes, ID, anything with her. I, I know she was headed towards Texas, but I don't know much else, and I definitely don't know where the vehicle is. Now, we all know me. If we know me, then we know that um, I'm not a huge fan of police in, in general. I prefer a society that uh, doesn't require that sort of, you know, uh, hallway monitor, if you will. But uh, what are you going to do? You know, you, you, you live in the society you live in, so obviously I called the police uh, right away. I was just half asleep when she took off. Um, she wasn't even fully clothed. I, uh, my wife is schizophrenic. I guess I should get that out there. She is paranoid schizophrenic half the time. It's just regular old schizophrenic the rest of the time. She's, from what I've read, she's textbook, you know, and she is unwilling to take medication. And, um, this is why, or, you know, my kids are in foster care currently. And that's why me, with being a recovering alcoholic and everything, and, and me am the guardian that's going to get the children. That's basically decided. So in January, I'll, I'll be a single father of four. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to rise to the challenge. But anyway, I'm here by myself, and I have a sizable house, you know, big enough for six people to live in, and I don't own it. Um, when I got into problems in May, I had been in the process of finalizing a deal to buy the house we were living in then, and I, you know, had a significant amount of assets on hard drives. Well, alcoholism is a 
is a hell of a thing, let me say. And so um, I don't even know what exactly all there was. I know there was significant, significant assets um, from, you know, I've been playing in crypto coins for a long time. And, and despite whatever immediate needs have always come, I've always found a way to squirrel away just a fraction, which is one of the beautiful things about Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency. If you're not currently a user, it's one of the things you should consider is that you can inventismally, um, you know, charge, you can, there's, you can get the exact amount, the exact value of things. So for an industry, it's, it's beautiful because something that's worth a fraction of a cent isn't automatically worth a cent. So when you're dealing with suppliers, you're paying the real value and, and so forth. So anyhow, over a long time, you know, I had, had uh, gotten my my little nest egg together. Um, for a while, I worked for a friend of mine, um, a genius friend of mine, in fact, and he would pay me a you know a fixed salary of two bitcoins a month, um, and then you know we modified it when the price rebounded. But when we started that, the price was something like you know, two to $300 a coin. And, uh, the workload was, was not significant. We were just part-time, both of us working on a project and, you know, he's in a much more advanced financial state than maybe I'll ever be. <laughs> no, no. I want to also say because of what's going to come later in the episode that I, uh, I'm doing okay as far as income goes, but I have debts and expenses, etc. But income-wise, I'm very comfortable at CCN.com. Um, I have to say they're taking good care of me in that department, and I fucking love my job. Um, <laughs> I feel so fortunate, and uh, and I'm going to going to hopefully make it much more of a real journalism type job if you know what I mean like I will be going to the Bitcoin events in the region and 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 doing things like that so that I really feel like I'm worth the money you know and and I mean and and, and really I'm not even at the full potential um, I'm still on probation and that has to do with again with the alcoholism and destroying relationships and, and um, and things like that. But anyway, so when I went to jail for the second time in six months, the first time I went to jail was Bitcoin, I think, was, um, I think it was still at $1,000 or hovering over a 1000 I'm not quite sure if it had gone up from there yet or not. It might have gone as high as 5,000. And when I went to jail, um, while I was in jail, that is, it, it's, that's when the, you know, the huge pump happened. So I never capitalized on that. Um, my wife, you know, future ex-wife, 
I think she managed to make one sale. Um, I had a, 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 a an account online, an affiliate account from from way back that still accrues money now and then. If you go to Battilions Club, but B I T I L L I O N S dot club, you'll see what I mean. Um, I um, I wouldn't say I've pioneered strategies necessarily, but I've definitely tested dice rolling strategies to the extreme, and you know people have learned from my mistakes or learned how to play from me or whatever. And Prime Dice has compensated me. Anyway, I think my wife managed to make one um, withdrawal from there, but then she messed around and mentioned in the chat that it wasn't me, and so. You know, to, to their credit, they shut her down, which is what you'd expect. Um, but, you know, in, in the situation that things were in, that wasn't ideal. Um, so she was living on very little money. My money still, but while the whole time I was in jail, she was living on very, very little money. A pension that I received from the Veterans Administration. Um... I was in the army a million years ago, and and they medically discharged me. That's all I really want to say about it. Um, at the time, I didn't agree with it, and I, I, you know, I'd love to disagree with it still. But I'm the type of person that, when presented with enough evidence or whatever, eventually, I'm going to capitulate to the to the facts or to the truth. Um. I'm not a person, despite, you know, my heritage, I'm not a person that can just deny reality forever. So, anyway, that, she was able to access those funds. So, the, you know, the kids were taken care of, they were fed, the bills were paid, at least what she was willing to pay. She messed up and my friends had to step in and help. But yada, 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 I get out of jail. I try to stay sober, but, you know, especially when you're married, it's not a single person issue at all, sobriety. Now, like right now, the fact that I'm not drunk is fully to my credit. The fact that I haven't drank in seven months is, well, a lot of credit can go out to um, a guy named Jeremy McKenzie which in Pine Bluff, he's kind of famous. But uh, bottom line is like, if you're married to an alcoholic um, and you feel invested in the outcome of their sobriety, then you have to do something to contribute to it. And, you know, like, I guess probably with every marriage, but in our marriage especially, it just always felt like there was, I was asking very little, you know, just very little things I wanted to see. Um, and the things that she would get angry about were always very big, like things that would require a lot of money or, or a lot of change on my end. And that's how I always saw it. And that's just, it's over with now. So it doesn't actually matter. And, uh, so, anyway, I really should have made f fresh coffee.
before I started this. And maybe I will. Maybe I'll stay up the rest of the day. Um, you see, this is the therapy part for me. You may be lost or whatever, but if you're listening to the story, then, um, you know, we were connected somehow in that you're able to follow my narrative. So, which is what writing does for you, by the way, if you're not a writer. Um, the editing process allows you to work out all these kinks that will not be worked out. Uh, at least for now, these podcasts are going to be very raw and low budget, just like this one, because I'm recording this on my phone. I'd rather be recording it with the, you know, expensive microphone that CCN bought me years ago, but I don't have that anymore, just like I don't have the hard drives I was speaking about anymore. And both of those were in the same location when I went to jail on May 17th. And my wife had them. When she got out, they were returned to her by the police. She got out a few days later. I stayed for 30 days and then went to rehab. I worked in a chicken factory for a while, um, which is a story for another podcast. So, whatever I did have, asset-wise, and whatever I did have going code-wise, and whatever I did have, you know, my digital life was all lost. And for no good reason, besides that my wife decided not to preserve it. Um, also my phone, so I was locked out of most of my accounts for quite a while, even after I was allowed to access a cell phone, I bought a new Zenfone 5. Definitely recommend it. It's not a bad phone at all. Um, no, it's not a Galaxy, but it's, especially when you have other devices and you're normally using your PC, uh, the Zenfone is just as good for a fraction of the money. Um, in any case, I lost all those drives. I lost all that work, for, first of all, all those private keys, um, all of it, you know, and these were, these were private addresses that I had kept private, um, private keys that I kept private and if someone were to load up those hard drives there's they're you know they're encrypted l-u-k-s and then the files themselves are encrypted but I I have the uh, I have the stuff right here in these in these notebooks if I needed it if I was able to to get back in there not to mention there was six or seven um, FX series processors, AMD, um, that were part of a, you know, a Monero mining thing I had going with some GPUs. The GPUs I had already been in the process of selling off, but the, uh, the processors I still had. And out of everything, I managed to cobble together one working desktop, but it's not stable. I'm not sure why. 
if you put any sort of load on it, it'll just quit. Um, so, it's like, that's where I'm at. You know, I've got very little furniture yet again, and I had, when I met my wife, yeah, let's roll back. See, this is not going to be a short podcast. Let's roll back um, after the break. Okay, so that song is called Dear Love of Mine by Daniel Spell Spelniak S-P-A-L-E-N-I-A-K um, Definitely recommend you buy that album or just listen to it a few times on Spotify um, just to make sure he gets compensated you know, or whatever um, it's a great song. I've listened to it probably 45 or 50 times on Spotify. Um, so if you're out there, Daniel, or your people, and you're mad, I used a little 30 seconds of it as part of the break there. Just get in touch. I'll remove it right away. But I don't think it hurts anybody, um, when it's done tastefully and with credit, attribution, etc., which I just gave you. So definitely check that song out if you liked what you heard there. That's Daniel Spelaniac, Dear Love of Mine. And the rest of his stuff is pretty good, too. That whole album is like one long song. Um, reminds me of, like, uh, Jeff Mangum, but maybe a more refined Mangum. Um, because Jeff Mangum will just like jump on the guitar and start saying whatever's on the top of his head. But this guy, you can tell he's deep and he works hard on his music. And I'm not trying to infringe on his rights in any way, shape, or form. Um, so what I was saying is like, the situation now is like, I'm back at the beginning of the loop. Um... See, when I met my wife, I was very free, free of most possessions. I had a decent smartphone, and uh, that was it. And I was very free-spirited. I was just wandering the country. Um, she was not. She was leaving a relationship, and I think if I had known everything I know now, then... I wouldn't have gotten involved with her. Um, but I met her, and I needed her at the time. And I'd love to say I need her now, but for some time now, it's felt like life is better without her. Uh, it sucks to 
sucks to uh, come to terms with, man. You know, and if I use this podcast for its intended purpose, then at some point in the future I'll listen back to this. And I want to tell myself, you know, right now you were going through it. As these words are being recorded, you were you were going through it, man. Like she just stole a vehicle a week ago. You probably forgot that, you know. And the kids were all under age five, and you're fixing to be responsible for them. And you know she doesn't contribute in any way. Not materially, not emotionally, not anything anymore. It's just her and whatever her her schizophrenia wants there to be. That's all there is. So, like, you did the right thing. You were making the right decision. But when we met, it was a lot different. Um... You know, I was probably the first guy that ever provided for financially. Um, And so we had a baby in 2014. And I, prior to that, I managed to get us a place in Colorado. We had a vehicle, we had furniture. We had all of it. Um, Bitcoin craze had just come and went for the first time, I think. You know, and I mean, I wasn't, I was, I was, uh, was cognizant, I guess you'd say. I was involved at that point as well. But in any case, uh, one night, a neighbor said something sideways to her. I was drunk, and I ended up getting a felony for how I dealt with that neighbor. Um, didn't go to prison, uh, but we lost our place and most of our stuff. And our vehicle had just recently, uh, the engine had just recently blown. So we were pretty much back to square one, but now with a baby. So while I was in jail in Colorado, she moved here to Arkansas. And I joined her when I got out of jail. Um, I mean, I'm a provider, you know. I'm not as much a caretaker by nature. And that's what I'm going to have to be now for these kids. So once again, I'm fortunate that I work from home. I have a flexible schedule. Um, and I make I make good money, especially for this area or any area I would choose to live in. I make decent, decent money. Decent enough that I'll be able to take care of the family. We won't be prospering. Um, not immediately, you know, I've always got something cooking and I did have, I had had, you know, reasonable crypto investment portfolio that is now 
basically uh, eradicated. But, um, oh, so rebuilt then. She had rented a crappy little apartment, and I do mean crappy, um, and I managed to make that work for us. Um, we didn't have a vehicle. I uh, got the f started working for CCN the first time in November of that year. Uh, thrived. Went on to be the editor early the next year. Um, threw that away eventually. I don't remember what happened, but I know that it was it was me, my doing. Um, the operation wasn't wasn't as big then, but the money still wasn't anything to spit at. Um, so then something happened with a neighbor again between well. Her and I were arguing. She had a tendency to not leave my workspace alone, like not to leave me alone. And I'm an alcoholic, and those two things combined led to a lot of loud arguments. Um, that should have never happened. I agree, if that's what you were thinking. But they did, and uh, the landlord basically decided to kick us out. Didn't steal their deposit because I called the cops and he wasn't able to. Um, but in Arkansas, Arkansas is a funny place. It's a good place to be a landlord, not a good place to be a lessee. Uh, but from there, I managed to get a better place, a much better place, probably the best place we ever lived together besides this one. Um, and we lived there for quite a while. And it was there that she um, lost her sanity the first time. She went crazy. Um, and things were going very well at that point when that happened. Um, I had seen it coming. And I re remember one night I, I, I dragged her out of bed. She'd been in bed for days. And, you know, I asked her. I said, what, what do you want to do? What, what's, what's it going to take? You know, and she wanted to move. And I said, okay, it's going to take us this long to be prepared to move out of Arkansas. About three months, I think, is what I needed. Well, she didn't wait three months. About two, three weeks later... She um, woke me up and said there's something wrong with our son, which there wasn't, but she insisted there was. We went to the ER in a taxi cab. The ER determined there was nothing wrong with our son. She said she was going to get herself checked out. I said, you go ahead, and me and the kids are going home. Uh... She didn't go that night. 
Then the following Monday, I was asleep and she went. She called 911 and went and they took the kids from her and committed her. And it took us a year to get them back. It took a Supreme Court fight. Um, one, one of the elements of which was that my rights as a father weren't respected in any part of their prosecution of the case. And secondly, the kids were never neglected. That was the heart of the issue. So we got the boys back. And by that time, we had uh, a third child. And uh, then, I know, it's like, why do I keep having babies with her? It's because, you know, like, who she is now, like right now, is not who she's going to be. It's not who she was when it met her. Um, but certainly I know that if that's who she can be, then I don't trust her to be my wife or their mother. And, uh, and that's where that lies. So, bottom line is like, I spent that whole summer Half the time, I didn't know where she was. She turns out, I think she was doing drugs as well, on top of everything else. Um, I managed to piece that together one time when I was in jail. I eventually caught a felony case out of this whole that whole deal because of something I said when I was drunk on Facebook. I didn't remember saying it, but I apparently had had threatened. Um, all CPS work is not a specific one. I didn't, really didn't meet the the legal standard of terroristic threatening, but nonetheless they charged me with it, and it was a it was a long process to work it out to a misdemeanor, and eventually the like the four months I did last year were because of that. That's that's what I was actually doing time for. Um, so, bottom line, um, that place, which was on Third Street, uh, that place, she wouldn't, she wouldn't live there anymore, and she was in, in, in a hospital, private hospital, for a couple of weeks, and she said that she wouldn't come home to that place because of all. The, Bad memories is what I interpreted it as, but you know, of course, there was a big conspiracy with the neighbors and whatever. And so, I uh, just left. I left the place. I got another one on the other side of town. And when she got out, she accepted the new place. It was a dive compared to where we were moving from, but we lived there for few months and then the owners another place opened up and I was going to buy that place um, kind of almost outright not all the way but uh didn't work out that way when I got out of jail I got a bunch of money together in a short time and then I was maybe you know planning to just buy that little plot of land in that house and Go from there. 
and by that point, you know, we had we had furniture, we had tons of computers, and toys, and clothes, all the things that make up a life, and all of that was just lost in the shuffle, you know, and and I put that one on myself. I put it all on myself, really, but definitely alcoholism is what broke the situation this last time around. Um, well, you can have one or the other. You can have her being mentally ill, or you can have me being an alcoholic. But if you have both, then it's going to, everything is going to go to hell. And so it did. Um, we technically weren't supposed to be seeing each other. Um, we had a no contact order, so we both got arrested and the kids were taken. And then she got the kids back like a month later. And she was staying with them. Once again, she had the VA income. I was out here. I got a job um, to pay for the rehab. And I, you know, it was a manual labor job. And it was, it was interesting working in a chicken factory. But uh, I made the best of it. And I didn't make horrible money. I mean, it's not, it's nothing you could... You can't really get ahead, I wouldn't say, but you definitely pay your bills and be comfortable with it, which I guess is the point of a job rather than a career. But, um, then, you know, she, in September, I guess, had an incident where she told the police she was thinking about killing the kids or something. And fucking, this was all just dropped on my feet. I technically had a couple months of rehab left, but I pulled every string, leveraged every possible relationship, did everything it took to um, get out of rehab early, like legally speaking, and uh, move into a house, this house, which is not so bad. Um, it's not the nicest house. It's not as nice as the one I was talking about. Um, but it's not, it's not bad at all. You know, so it's got plenty of room. It's brick. It, uh, could use some new carpets and some paint and little things like that. But overall, you, you know, it's got a garage. It's got a big yard. It's definitely a family home. So, like, to me... You know, and it costs less. It's it's costing me less than the place. Overall, it's costing me much less um, than the last place we had, at least. So, you know, it's just a matter of when, when the kids are going to move in. And I guess it's going to be me and the kids. And that's it. You know, and I had worked my ass off to get a van. First things first, I had to pay $1,000 to Texas. In, in old fines just to get my license um, I did that and there were setbacks involved with that uh, like what happened was until she until she threatened the kids and they took them away again she was saving the money like I asked her you know she was only spending it on things for the kids or clothes or needs for herself so that when we reunited, there would be plenty of money to really 
do it in style, you know, like buy some new furniture and and all of that. And uh, after after she, got, I would say, got rid of the kids, got them out of her way, because following that, she she went and had some relationships. You might call them. I just, you know, she's fucking around on me and. Um, about 95% sure she was doing meth. I just need one person to verify it. And obviously people don't like to tell the truth necessarily about drug use. Um, and, and let me tell you this, the, the behavior of a tweaker and the behavior of a, um, schizophrenic are, are very closely, like, they're very close to each other, and they're almost the same. So it's like um, you, you can't you can't tell which is which, and if she's doing both, it's like holy fuck, she's crazy and she's tweaking, and she's definitely fucking at least one guy. I'm sure she fucked one guy because she did admit to it, and she also her grandmother told me about it. But um. <sighs> Put it this way, she had, you know, I can't really make sense of the transaction history overall. But she had saved up around like $3,000. And, uh, you know, I was down here saving money as well um, to pay my debts down. And to, uh, like, I paid off that fine and then I got the van and things just went in quick succession. I paid the deposit first month on this place. Got all the bills on, got all the, everything going. There was, you know, bills that had to be paid from before and all that. I did all that in like a day, you know, like, but it was months of hard work of cutting chickens and moving chickens and <laughs> working in the 50 to 5 degrees of a chicken plant. And uh, that was no joke, you know, but it felt good. It felt good to, to be back to that. And it also feels good to be back at what I'm, what I'm really suited for, which is writing, you know, any kind of writing. But the kind I'm doing now, I'm I'm considered an expert. Like if you were to call me up at five zero one six nine three eighty four sixty four, if you're forty minutes in and you're listening to white noise therapy with Mister Medor, then I don't mind giving you my number because you know you're there. And if you called me up at 501-693-8464, I could tell you anything you want to know about um, Bitcoin technology. And, you know, that comes through the work of reporting on it and interviewing people. And I mean, it, but it also comes through my personal obsession with it and, and the work I've done on, you know, like Woodcoin and setting up blockchains and web development type stuff around it, and, um, you know, so, anyway, I, I, uh, got it all together, and once again, I went to court at the end of November, that's a lie, beginning of November was the second time, there was two court dates very close to each other, and, uh, the DUI court at the end of October is when the judge removed the no contact order, both between myself and my children and between myself and my wife. 
Um, the one between myself and my children was put in place uh, because the, I'm trying to think exactly why it was there. I think it was something, oh, it was because when, right, because when I got arrested for pushing my wife off the porch, I mean, if you want to know more about that, I'm willing to talk about it, but ultimately there's not a lot to say, you know, like it wasn't, she never wanted it to turn into what it turned into, which was 120 days to the door for me, and I never wanted it to happen, but. I also didn't want my kids and her running out of the house down the street, making a big scene. So I took my daughter out of her arms and I pushed her off the porch and I said that this house was the kids' house and if she didn't want to be there, she didn't have to be, but they weren't going anywhere. And that's, that's ultimately why I got arrested. It's not why I did so much time. Um, it's, third degree domestic something or other it's it's no different than her punching me in the face a couple weeks ago or what have you basically the relationship is toxic at this point but I pled guilty to that and did the time and I was guilty of it and I never should have done it nor should she have done what she did or said what she said etc this is how it always goes you know and I don't, that's not who I want to, it's not the example I want to set for my boys, all three of them. So, like, before I ever get into another relationship, I need to make sure that I'm fully there, you know, like, and I know that alcohol is the biggest contributor to that behavior, to the abusive language, um, and to the, that, the, that incident and any others that might have gotten close to that or whatever, you know, but certainly her behavior was not um, adult in nature. Like, that's not how you execute a, 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 uh, a an exit from a marriage. And certainly in our situation, she should have said, you should leave, and this is why, not the way that she approached it. But all things being equal, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't fucking matter at all. Because I did my time. I got out. I wasn't expecting to go home. But I did. To get some things. And at that point she. Made it very clear she wanted me to stay. You should have seen. In my office. How she had destroyed it. Man. I mean. Like. I call it ashtray gravy. You know like when you use a. A fucking beer can or or uh, or something for an ashtray and it was all over everything but I just took a deep breath and I was determined to stay sober but I didn't I didn't at all I succeeded too quickly I think I got an office downtown because like I said one of the biggest issues with her was her Failure to respect my workspace, my work environment, um, in any way at all. You know, like, it's one thing to move things around now and then. It's another to act like 
you have a right to my desk or anything in or on it or to come in whenever you feel like it or to act like I'm not fucking earning a living that's, you know, in the neighborhood we were living in, I was probably the highest earner on the block. So why couldn't I at least have the, the mental space to to uh, be able to to uh, to work. Why was I asking too much from you, Brianna? That's what I'd love to know. Really, at what point in our marriage did I ask too much? You know, you're probably out there telling people sexually I asked too much, and that may be true. You know, and I'm. But that's, I'm not a 23-year-old man anymore. I mean, not a 25-year-old man either. So I start to see, you know, maybe I was asking too much. But I think you were asking too much in ways that really mattered, that anybody could relate to. But it doesn't matter now. So here I am, by myself on a Sunday morning. And uh, it feels good to say all that because I don't have anyone to say it to, you know. Um, I don't have a relationship with my mother or my father. They, I think they prefer it that way as much as I do. That's not, it's not how I'll ever be. Um, there is nothing in my kid's life that I won't have some knowledge of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where they live. I don't know their number. I'll be on the phone with them. I'll be there every step of the way. Hank, Arthur, Ezra, Maggie. I'll be there for y'all. One way or another, you know, fortunately, through blind luck and, and good good people that are out there. I've managed to scrape together a career and there's people that care and they want to see me succeed. And I want it too for you guys more than me, you know. Left to my own devices, I'm gonna just drink. You know, I hid inside a bottle when you guys were taken away. Um, and you didn't have that option this last time. And it, will, and it will be the very last time that you guys wonder where's daddy. You know, the way it's going to look is like first half of the day, you guys will be in daycare. And I'll be getting the work done. Early afternoon, I'll come pick you guys up, and then I'll be 100% daddy. And I, I know that's going to be a lot more work without mommy here. But I'll tell you right now, um, it's probably going to turn out better. <clears throat> so... You know, 
like I said, financially, the income's there. It's just there's too much um, stuff that needs getting to get it all at once. So anybody that wants to send some support, if you ever were going to or thought of it, uh, pay.phm.link is the place to do it. Um, you know, if you need some private crypto advice or whatever, you just need someone to bounce ideas off or whatever, consultant that would be called in, in the industry, you know, I can do that in ways that don't interfere or compete with my job at CCN. Um, currently not available for hire, to be totally honest. Uh, you'd, you'd have to pay me quite a bit. Um, so, like, as far as the podcast goes, I'd like to have a... a uh, I'd love to have a new microphone, like the one I used to have. Well, I'll probably never get one that cool again but uh you know there's a link in the uh episode notes and i'll just go ahead and make a short link right now to this one i'd like to have um if you want to buy it and i'll give you the address to send it to if that's something you'd be interested in. Or I need a, you know, anything that you want to materially do is cool. If you don't, don't. And this will probably be the only episode where I really talk like this. But I figured as long as I'm clearing the air, being honest, you know, it's like, it wasn't so long ago I really felt like I was on track to be a millionaire. Uh, I don't feel that way now. I think it's possible in my life still. Um, but it's like a 99-1 rule. Like something you probably spend 1% of your life on is what you'll get 99% of your wealth from. Like, in most cases, simple nose-to-the-grindstone hard work doesn't yield in the same way that, like, taking a huge risk does. So, you know, eventually... In the distant future, I've got plans, but currently it's it's um, it's not a grind. It's maintaining my career and um, doing my absolute best to provide. And you know, I'm on salary, so this is called this one I'm looking at. Um, it's called Marantz, M A R A N. TZ podcast MPM 2000U on eBay. It's only 60 bucks um, on sale. And so I'm making a link to this. It'll be tiny.cc forward slash PHMMIC. MIC. PHMMIC. PHM Mike. Um, 
that's the one I'd like to have. Uh, that would be, you know, then I would feel like I'm podcasting again. It's not as nice as the one I used to have. Uh, any used computer hardware that's not ancient or whatever, I could probably find a use for. I've got some things bubbling with Woodcoin um, tokenization and stuff. Um, Woodcoin's where I have the most uh, crypto right now because that's where I've done the most work. So I have the most chance to get some, if that makes sense. Basically, a friend hooked me up once he found out what happened. Um, so I'm looking to build a tokenized project on the Woodcoin blockchain. Um, I do believe that Woodcoin was superiorly, had a superior design to Bitcoin in one crucial way, and that's the way that we did block rewards. Um, basically every single block logarithmically gives less reward than the block before, and to me that solves a lot of economic problems that you might see in the traditional Satoshi design. Because if people are as a, are, are building up to the quote unquote halvening or to a reduced um, or strategizing for a reduction in reward, then it will uh, adversely impact the mining network. We over time managed to stabilize our network. And I wanted to mention that I think what I think that what uh, Bitcoin ABC has just done, where I need to turn off the heat real fast. So I think what Bitcoin ABC has just done, as far as preventing deep reorganization, that's some code that I want to review and possibly um, write a commit for Woodcoin based on that, because that's what was happening to us um, for quite a while, but we did manage to stabilize the network basically by buying GPUs and strategically placing them throughout the world, in fact. Um, so ultimately the, the network was stabilized. Uh, Woodcoin is just, it's extremely, it's always intrigued me from the beginning, but uh, it's something I wouldn't say is, I'd say we're not even started really. And we've never had a high market value or anything like that. That's not what it's about necessarily. Although, you know, it's possible, you know, there's just needs to be a demand for the wood coin, for the log. And that's where my head's been for years. Um, we were developing an exchange and I did my part on that. I did, yeah, you know, it wasn't, I'm not an A plus web developer, you know, but I'm like a, I'm definitely like a B minus, you know, like I build half decent stuff. And I did my part. I did some very interesting things in, in, in Python even. I had this 
ability to um, create like a zero foot zero footprint database, sort of, in a, in the sense that I use the the system the native system way that it reads file information and created an entire like million file directory that, that was an actual size of zero kilobits and, and it was able to read the information from the file names if that makes any sense and it worked um, for what it was intended to do but and I think that's something I don't know, I didn't see it done anywhere else. It was just something that occurred to me for the fastest way to um, do some things in this Python CGI script I was working on for the exchange. But basically I'd call that project stalled or failed, and that's fine. There's plenty of instant exchanges out there for people that need them. There's not enough exchanges that list Woodcoin, but that's neither good nor bad. Uh, how did I get to that? Oh, so anyway, um, if you want to help me out with a microphone, you'll get better quality episodes. Um, if you want to earmark funds for something such as like, hey, this is for web hosting, just mention that. And if you want to be mentioned, then say so, like if you're have a business or a project. If you don't want to be mentioned, also say so, so that I don't. But basically, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm open. You know, I, I'm trying to do the best with the time that I have. I have like a month, two, three months, maybe tops, that I'll be in a situation where I'm alone all the time and in my home. You know, and I'm just furnishing it, getting stuff for the kids. Uh, I bought a brand new fridge, you know, any stuff like that. You think, you know, you can buy gift cards, whatever. I don't know how, like, I'm not, I'm much better at, 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 at finding a way to earn money or invest and make some money or gamble. <laughs> which is the same as investing, really, or even the same as going into business in some ways. Like um, Linode.com hosting credits would be great, or just, you know, the referrals things. If you if you use the services that I, that I refer you to, then I get a benefit from that. So, like, if you're thinking of switching hosting or getting hosting, then, then use the Linode link. Um, on phm.link at the bottom. Or if you're uh, looking to play some dice in Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Litecoin, or, uh, oh, that's one thing I forgot to mention. So when I got my, well, I'll save that story, but basically I managed to squeeze uh, Prime Dice for like 14 Litecoins uh, a couple months ago, but I had to spend every red Latoshi <laughs> to, uh, that, went on, that went towards the vehicle, 
you know, but uh, I don't know. I think the type of people listening to this podcast understand that, like, material talks, you know, like money talks, stuff talks, things you physically do. Or, you know, if you just want, if you're just rolling through Arkansas and you want to take me out for a cup of coffee, not a beer, or just whatever, you know, especially people in the Bitcoin community. I mean, I've been financially irresponsible, I guess you'd say, by not having properly backed up any of that stuff. Um, I'm not asking... Not begging so much, like this is what you could call the beg shit episode. <laughs> There's gonna be two titles, and that's the subtitle, the beg shit episode. Like this is where I'm asking you, if you want to help, you can. You know, I'm open to it, and I'd love to say thanks to everybody that does. So if you don't want to be thanked on the episode, um, do not send me anything. No, just kidding. Just tell me not to say so. That's fine. Um, one last anecdote before I go. And I'm going to start working on, uh, I guess you'd say next week's episode. Although I'm not on a weekly schedule necessarily uh, today. Because I have something more refined that I want to do with a lot of material I've been stacking up. But... uh I wanted to get this stuff off my chest, so this is the one where I did it. I said everything I needed to say, really, you know, I do feel a lot better already. But, um, so, one of the things that she did while I was locked up is refuse to come and pick up my cell phone from the jail so that she would have it. And, uh, so... I had it when I got out of jail, you know, but um, then she lost it. It had my 2FA on it. That's why it's the problem. It had my two-factor authentications. That's the real reason I needed that. But then, uh, then what happened is she refused to come get it and, and went through Freedom Pop, I guess it's called, and didn't, you know, it was like one cent down, and then... The other day, a hundred dollars out of my PayPal account, unexpectedly. And I'm like, what the hell? I've never been with these people or whatever. I use Verizon, you know? So I was like looking into it and I figured out it was her that had done it. And so I call up PayPal and I'm like, yo, that's a fraudulent transaction. You need to turn that off. And they wouldn't do it, not right away. So I contact Freedom Pop and they're like, terms of service. And I'm like... Um, how am I bound legally by any terms of service I couldn't possibly have agreed to being that I was in, <laughs> you know, I was incarcerated. Like, I'm not responsible for this hundred dollars. She is. And actually, when this happens, I don't have any way to talk to her or whatever. So, Freedom Pops like, screw, we're keeping the money. And so I go to PayPal and I'm like, look... You know, this is BS, and I escalate the situation, and after a few days, PayPal went my way. Um, that's one of the things Bitcoin is designed to prevent, but also in Bitcoin, if that was money I didn't want her to spend, she wouldn't have been able to spend it. 
and certainly they wouldn't have been able to just pull it. So it's like both ways are is what Bitcoin um, prevents. Is like Bitcoin doesn't allow you to just do a pull request on some funds, and it also doesn't allow uh, the person to just get an automatic refund. But point being that there's always going to be a place for custodials or custodians in finance. And in this case, if you ask me, PayPal did the right thing because in my view, it's no different than if someone had hacked my account because certainly at the time that she did that, I was telling her to come and get my phone from jail. And uh, she should have just done that and had a phone the entire time, you know. Maybe she'd have struggled to pay the bill, but it would have been more flexible. It would have been fine. And apparently she never even got to use the phone. So thanks, PayPal. Thanks for that. Um, I guess I think I will be allowed to play this song. I think um, I don't think Andrew Bird necessarily will have a problem with me playing the song called The New St. Jude as we go out. Um, like, this is a listener-supported podcast. There's no advertisements except the ones I say. Um, there's no, like, sponsorships. Um, in the future, that may change depending on how big the subscribership gets. But as it stands now, this is just, uh, just going to be... You know, you support it, and if you have something to represent in that support, then certainly I will uh, represent it. I want to invite you all to join Minds.com, and um, to ensure I know how many of you did it, or because well, it will show me, you, I think it will show me you if you use this link. So this last minute, we're going to talk about Minds.com. Uh, I've written about Minds.com since 2015, um, any chance I had, and I want you to know that it's, it's a social network that will pay you in so many ways. It'll pay you in advertising credits, basically, um, to, <clears throat> it'll pay you in, in advertising credits to use it use it in the normal way that you would use the platform and you can and you get paid one token is worth 1000 views and those may not be worth buying the views may not be worth anything to you but ultimately there's someone on the platform that would see them as having a monetary value if that makes any sense so I'm at minds.com slash PHM. Um, that's a verified account. And I want you to join minds.com by going to tiny.cc forward slash minds, M-I-N-D-S, P-H-M. And I want you to check it out because it's a beautiful alternative to Facebook. There's no tracking. There's no display advertising. They don't harvest your data and sell it. Um, there will be opt-in targeted advertising once they've figured out a way to do it. It's, just, it's a growing social network. It's 
Um, got a lot of people that it's a pro free speech. They believe that the solution to, you know, hate speech or, or unpopular speech is to have more speech, not to censor the one you don't like. Um, it has a thumbs down. <laughs> so check it out. Definitely check that out and let me know if you didn't like it. Um, but I, th I think it's the future of social media. I think it's going to grow and grow and grow. And, uh, if you sign up and let me know you did, I'll send you a token so that you can boost something you like or just have it there to tip others that you like or whatever. But just like any other crypto token, the mines token is transferable across wallets and it can be, uh, divided down to, um, I think eight digits, but maybe only three. I'm not sure how they designed it. And I'm way over time. This is the longest podcast I've ever done without a guest. And is it a podcast or is it just me venting? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> if, if you didn't mind listening to me, then I, I don't mind listening to you. You know, it, I'm not, I'm open to guests. I'm open to whatever. I'm open to sponsorships. I'm open to whatever. I, I'm impressed by the number of people that, uh, listened to the last episode. I really was. It was a lot more than I thought would. Um, I did use Minds to boost it, but I also just posted it on Twitter and stuff. And uh, it's good to see that, that people have the time, you know, and, and that they care. Because if you're listening to my podcast, that means in some way, shape, or form you care about me. Um, even if you hate me. Which, if that's the case, you know... Uh, can't say I blame you sometimes. Alright, so we're going to go out to this tune uh, by Andrew Bird. It's called The New St. Jude, and it's a beautiful song. And uh, I really want you to check out the entire album. This is the 2017 album, Are You Serious? But Andrew Bird is just an amazing, amazing songwriter overall. Um, like, I just can't get over any of his stuff. But he, at first, the first song I heard by him was called Tables and Chairs. And that's another one you should check out. Um, why is it amazing? Because he, it's like, he deals with very large concepts. Like, it, the Tables and Chairs, the end of it goes like, uh, I know we're gonna meet someday in the crumbled financial institutions of this land. And to me, that's like a huge thing to say. But he says it so casually. He's a master poet. Um, all right, well, it's a Sunday, and I'm going to try and enjoy it. I've been playing RuneScape, not going to lie. I've also been building a Bitcoin SV blockchain explorer, um, BCHSV. Or, yeah, is that it? BC, yeah, BCHSV dot cash i think or maybe dot com i got one of them <laughs> uh the thing is i'm still struggling to get the whole blockchain indexed and everything but i'm also gonna have it's also gonna have an electrum wallet instance you know and um just doing whatever i can to 
hopefully you get some donations, you'd call them, but really I just call it help. <laughs> I like to be useful, and if I can be useful in any way in my spare time, without taking away from CCN, because CCN has given me so much, and I really love CCN. I do. If you're going to get your crypto news anywhere, I hope you're getting it from CCN.com. Uh, if you're getting it through Yahoo Finance, good chance you're getting it from us. If you're getting it through a lot of different places these days, it's probably us. And, you know...
as always, if you want to reach me, um, just hit up phm.life and use any of the contact options there. And I, I will respond. Um, anyone can tell you. All right. Take care this week. I'm sure you're doing better than me. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening.